Good afternoon, everyone. Hello, and welcome to um, our free webinar series. Um, today, we are excited to bring back Richard Flint, one of our longtime um, friends of our firm, and um, we're excited to hear what he has to say. I am Jennifer Todd. I am the um, president and CEO of Todd and Company CPA Group and we are headquartered in Newport News, Virginia. And I'm gonna go ahead and just get started and share my screen, which has a little presentation for you. Um, and then we will we'll get started. Let's see, here we go. Awesome, okay. So what we put together is a free webinar series to help small businesses and their owners kind of um, get through the current crisis that we're going through. It's been emotionally, financially devastating for many people. A lot of people right now are feeling very isolated, scared, uncertain because of all of the changes that, are, that we're having to be forced upon us. So um, we picked, we were strategic in picking topics that we thought would help small businesses be proactive instead of reactive. Um, because like Richard says, what you do right now is going to affect what happens to you and how you come out on the other side of this. So um, I uh, really resonate with that message that he shares with us. Um, so I want to welcome everybody out today. Thank you for joining us. I'm really excited um, about this presentation. I want to introduce our, myself really quickly. My name again is Jennifer Todd and um, I started Todd & Company CPA Group many, many years ago. We are a uh, boutique consultancy CPA firm and we're in Southeastern Virginia. We specialize in strategic business coaching, which means basically once you get your personal goals in line with what like Richard does, we can help you align your business goals so that your business fits your, what your personal goals and you're running your business instead of your business running you. Um, we do back office accounting function, which means we can serve as complete bookkeeping, payroll, processing um, company, so you don't have to worry about your bookkeeping. We do outsource controller services, which means if you want to keep your hands in the bookkeeping, we can help you uh, review what you've done on a monthly basis and help you um, stay on track, be ready for taxes and that sort of thing. And then we offer an up, uh, higher level consulting service kind of a C CFO to go service that focuses more on strategic planning, um, business planning, and that sort of thing. And then of course, the um, one of our main business lines is tax planning and preparation services. And we specialize in a few niche markets, which include government contractors, medical professionals, multi-state companies, um, which have a lot of different filing requirements, and then professional service providers and high net worth individuals people that actually need us. Um, like I said, we've been hosting a series of webinars that are free for anybody who wants to join us. Um, and over the past month, we did, we started off with um, PPP loans and cash flow strategies, which was a great uh, webinar series that we got to do with um, Amber Rice from Old Point National Bank. She came on and talked about um, how to maximize your PPP loan and how not to get in trouble with it. We've gotten new guidance since she was on, so we will probably do a follow-up webinar in June once we hopefully get all the final guidance on that. Um, then we get, had Richard in and he 
spoke to us about the power of resiliency, which was a fantastic webinar. We really enjoyed it and it was so great and we couldn't wait to have him back. So he um, came back, he's coming back today um, to talk about embracing change. Next week, I'm gonna take off, it's a holiday week, so I'm not gonna do any webinars next week, but uh, the following week on June 5th, I'm gonna do one um, that's gonna be me hosting, and it's about the small business responsibilities under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, which was the very first piece of legislation that they passed when all of this started happening. And now that states are opening back up again, um, there may be cases that are on the rise, and if that's the case, um, small businesses have a responsibility to actually pay sick and family leave if someone gets the coronavirus or they think they have it and are waiting to get tested and get, get results. So uh, any business that, that qualifies as a small business under this law is going to be responsible to pay out um, payroll and then the government will reimburse you so we will talk a lot about that and, and all the different stipulations um, so that's going to be June 5th afterward um, we're going to do a series of mini technology um, seminars that will probably be only about a half an hour in length each one and they're going to um, cover things like cybersecurity, identity theft and um, tips and trips tips and tricks for your apps that you use all the time. So I've got a really great guest speaker that's gonna help me put those together. So if you'd like to come to those, um, we you can sign up. And the best way to keep um, informed is to sign up for our newsletter because I do send it out to all of our newsletters. I put it on our Facebook page, um, Todd and Company CPA Group, which is on Facebook. And, um, and then I, I share it on LinkedIn as well. So if you find me on LinkedIn, you can um, connect with me and then uh, I'll put an event out for each one of those with a link to sign up. Um, if you do sign up for our, our newsletter, they are very informative. You can pick and choose what you want to receive. Um, we do have an individual tax newsletter. We have um, tax planning newsletter. We have a business tax newsletter and then a weekly tax tip, which is short and sweet and timely. So. Um, so, you know, you can unsubscribe from those if you want. And then I send out messages on a regular basis with the changing tax laws um, and personal messages. So, um, and the webinar links and things like that. So anyway, that's the best way to do that. And I'll put this link in the chat so that you can um, copy it directly if you're interested. All right, let's see. So let's talk really quick before I introduce Richard um, to everybody, but let's talk a little bit about why I wanted to cover this topic um, right now. Right now, we've got so many changes coming upon us and they are not changes that are voluntary. Most, for the most part, they are being forced upon us because of this unprecedented um, pandemic, something that most of us in our lifetimes have never been through. And so as small business owners, we have to look at all these changes that are being forced upon us. And I just picked a few right off the top of my head. There are many, many others. But um, some of the things we have to think about as a business owner is the differences, things that are changing as far as shopping, buying and spending habits of our customers, of ourselves. How, you know, how do we want to spend our money? How our customers want to or don't want to spend their money right now? Do they even have any money to spend? Um, selling, marketing, and customer service, so that goes hand in hand. How does our selling and marketing and customer service change to, um, to commiserate with the changes that in people's behavior, in our, in our customers' behavior? How do we want to change to connect? 
with our customers and help them and provide the best value that they need right now. Um, we're now being forced to be physically distant and in some respects socially distant. Now I think that technology is really helping us come together more, um, but still it's not the same as face-to-face. -face. People need human touch in order to feel connected. And so, um, so there's some, some challenges with that. It, the way we communicate obviously is changing. Um, I think there's been a lot more communication as far as um, as people being able to connect. I know I've been talking a lot more with my children who are don't live with me anymore. They're grown up um, than I ever have before because we're all working from home. So we FaceTime a lot and things like that. So it's been kind of nice to have that. Um, and that changes how we interact with each other, how we connect. So there's so many things that change that are changing right now. And we may not like it. Some people don't like change. Most people don't like change. Um, they can, it can be hard to accept, especially when it's not something that we've chosen. It's something that's kind of being mandated and, um, and it's scary. It can be scary. So I'm really excited to actually introduce Richard, who is the expert on this um, topic, and he's going to teach us I believe six steps that um, help us deal with embracing change. So let me introduce Richard real quick. I snuck this picture and I hope he's surprised. I hope you like this picture, Richard. Um, Richard Flint is a keynote speaker. He's highly sought after. He's an author. He's got many, many books and he's a coach. So he works one-on-one -on -one, uh, with people um, to help them achieve their goals. He's an expert on personal development and leadership, and he owns Richard Flint Seminars International, which provides, um, offers different types of seminars online and in person, online training, the morning minute, which is really cool, a um, little uh, uplifting thought every morning to get you started. Um, he offers coaching, like I said, and retreats. So I'm really excited, Richard, if you want to take it away. Um, and then I'll come back and I will offer um, time for questions. So. Okay, you're going to switch it back over to me now. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Well, I am excited, uh, really excited to be back. Uh, I enjoyed my time uh, last time when we got to talk about what I think is the uh, second most beautiful word in language, and that's resilience. And today we're going to talk about another word that is a word of language, uh, but it's one of the most frightening words there is in language. You know, uh, Jennifer was talking about that. Uh, people know they need to change, but they don't want to change. Uh, I learned this when I was doing private counseling. Uh, most people want to improve their life as long as they don't have to change anything. And so we want what's better, but we don't want to have to redesign to get it. Let me put a word in for Jennifer here, because uh, Jennifer has been uh, my CPA for several years now. And when I first moved my business from Florida to uh, Virginia. Uh, I hired one of the bigger CPA firms. And it was funny because uh, I was with them for uh, about a year. And one day they asked if Karen and I would come in. They wanted to talk to us. So we went and sat down and talked to them. And they fired us and wanted to know, why are you doing this? Well, <laughs> Karen is a person that she wants to know what she wants to know. And if she has a question, she wants to be able to ask it. And one of the partners looked at Karen and told her, uh, you asked too many questions. And so uh, we left them. And it was just hysterical because I thought if you employed somebody to help you, if you built a business relationship with people, 
that you should be able to ask them questions when you have questions. And if you're in uh, Virginia and you're in the, the area of Virginia where they are, and you're looking for a firm that will work with you and strengthen you and help you, uh, I highly recommend that you uh, look into what Jennifer and them do. And it would be a change that for most of you would be an improvement. So what we're gonna do today is we're gonna talk about what I think is one of the most frightening words that you can ever put in front of people. And that's the word change. You know, and Jennifer was alluding to this and it is so true. Uh, you know what's gonna be true about the future? You're not gonna have a choice. You know, I meet so many people who fight change and folks, you can expend a lot of energy fighting change, but you're not gonna win. And change is given to us for a purpose, which we're gonna talk about. But you've got to understand anything that's not changing is dying. Anything that's not in the process of improving is self-destructive. And so what's been happening over the past few years in business is that business has been on this, this path where it's like it's been on automatic control. And for most businesses, because of the strength of the economy, the businesses just have been moving forward and going forward and they're enjoying the good time. And then all of a sudden, uh, without your permission or without my permission, there was a little bug that came in to, to visit us. And it just didn't visit. Uh, this virus decided that it would stay. And in the process of staying, it has just rearranged our entire life. What's it done? Things that we used to be able to control, we can't control right now. Things that we used to be able to predict, unpredictable. Things that we knew we knew now are becoming the, uh, the unknown. And let me tell you something. If you're a driven person, if you're a person that likes to plan, if you're a person who likes to have control so that you can move things forward, this is the worst time probably you've ever lived. You want to know why? Because anything you plan right now is a guess. Because we don't know. We don't know what the other side is going to look like. We don't know what we're facing. Right now, it's sort of like we're just sitting and we're staring. So if you try to make a decision right now, it's almost like you're making a guess. But it doesn't mean you can paralyze yourself by not anticipating that there's going to be changes. And folks, I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be a choice. If you're going to be in business, you're going to have to practice three A's. And Jennifer and I were talking about this because it's, it's a piece of research I've just finished. You're going to have to be willing to adapt. You're going to have to be willing to adjust. And you're going to have to be willing to align yourself probably around a different purpose, a different agenda, and a different level of commitment. Now, if you just take those three words, I'm going to have to adapt. 
which means I'm going to have to look at the way that I've done business. And if this new abnormal is in control, I may have to adapt my business practices, which means then I'm going to have to adjust. I'm going to have to be willing to adapt and then take the adjustment and do what? Implement it. And for a lot of people who have just been sailing along because of the way the economy was, this is not going to be easy. Which means then, if I adapt and I adjust, I'm going to have to realign myself. Now, you think that's not playing emotional havoc with a lot of people? And that's why this concept of what we want to spend a few minutes talking about today, embracing change, is something that is critical. Here's my thought. Change is an ongoing part of life and business. You know that. If you're in business, or if you're alive and you're still breathing, you know that change is just a fact. It's a part of life. Everything goes through change. But here's the interesting thing. It doesn't keep us from fighting change. It doesn't keep us from fighting it. I talk to business owners every day because um, I'm off the road now. I don't have uh, another engagement. Everything I had for the summer has been rearranged. Uh, so I'm off the road right now. So I'm spending a tremendous amount of time doing Zoom conversations with people or doing you know, telephone conversations with people. And I'm hearing it in everything that I do. People don't want to talk about change. They know it's coming. They know it's going to be a fact. But it, there seems to be this attitude, I'll wait till I get there, and then I'll do whatever I need to do. That's going to be too late. You have got to start thinking now about what it's going to take for you to be better, be smarter, and be stronger in doing business. You see, one will always resist change when they feel they're not in control of the changes that are happening. You think that's true about right now? Are you in, uh, are you in charge? Are you in control of the changes that you're going through right now? Hmm? Jennifer used the word, it's going to be forced on you. It's not going to be something that you can just shove aside because it's going to become something that is a fact. You can resist, you can fight all you want, but in the long run, change is going to win. Hmm? So what makes change fearful? What makes it fearful? This is really, 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 really important that you understand what we're about to talk about. It challenges the comfortable routines we have established. Do you know how many business owners I meet and I talk to who won't even think about change until it becomes a crisis? Hmm? Because changing in itself can create fight, can create fright. Why? Because we establish these routines for ourselves and we're comfortable in them. We feel secure in them. But folks, let me tell you something. In sameness, there is no security. You know why? 
because in sameness, you don't think. In a routine, it can paralyze you. Why? Because you don't think outside the box that you're in. And the very first thing that change is going to do when it comes into a human life or to a business, the very first thing it's going to do, it's going to smack the routine. And it's going to rip it apart. And do you know how uncomfortable that can make people? Because it's not asking permission. It's just coming in and doing it. You think that right there won't make change frightening for a lot of people? It holds us accountable for the decisions we have made. Hmm? You know something? I can make decisions based in keeping me in routine. Okay? But uh, then all of a sudden, the unknown, the unpredictable, the uncontrollable, they all come into my life. And one of the things that they're going to expose is whether the decisions that I have been making have been to keep my business stuck in a routine or challenge my business to go forward. And you're going to be held accountable for those decisions. Folks, most businesses don't fail because of an economy. Most businesses fail because leadership stops leading and they start participating in sameness. And until something like this coronavirus comes along, we're not exposed to that. But now this virus has come along and what's happened? We're being held accountable for the decisions that we've made. And do you know how many of you have made decisions that were based in keeping your business away from change and trap it in sameness, and now you're being held accountable for it. A loss of control makes us react. I have met very few business owners who weren't control freaks. We like to be in control. We like to say what is and make what we say is, is. But when change comes along, all of a sudden, it can take away control. Huh? And if I'm a control person and you come along and take away my control, you think there's any fear in that? What creates the fear? New processes will have to be implemented. Or this is going to be huge. You know, when I, I think about just what Jennifer does for us and <laughs> all the new stuff that's going to come down the pipe that's going to affect me as a business owner. And we have no idea what it's going to look like. But you just take this whole PPP program. I mean, they put it out with one set of processes. Now there's another set of process and another set of process and another set of process. And we're going to have to create our own PPP plan in order to work with the government PPP plan. And our PPP plan is going to have to be, we're going to have to slow our pace down. We're going to have to be patient. Then we're going to have to be persistent in learning what to do. You think that doesn't frighten people sometimes? Change, fear, gives today power over yesterday. 
You know most people live in yesterday, don't you? How many people do you know who actually use today to prepare for something better? Again, Jennifer and I were talking about this and I'm having this conversation last week with a, with a business and I'm just getting flooded with calls over it when I made the statement and I made this to Jennifer, only 2% of people want to really improve their life. Now think about that. Only 2% of people are willing to take what they talk about doing and actually implement it. And if you don't implement what you know you need to do, you become the self-destructive part of your business. And boy, you think you're not going to have to look at your business differently right now, huh? But when I become fearful, I know I'm going to have to change. Where do most people run and hide? Yesterday. What did they talk about? The good old days when the economy was like this. Folks, that economy is not going to be like that. And if you hide in yesterday, you become part of the self-destructive process of your business. You've got to open yourself to the fact we're going to have to change. That sets us up for the emotions we're going to have to deal with. You think people aren't fearful right now? And you know fear is an emotion. And if I slow fear down and learn to breathe in the midst of fear, then I see the importance of change. But if I speed myself up emotionally, I don't see the importance of change. I only see what change is going to take from me. Change only steals from you when you fight it. When you understand the purpose of it, it adds to you. Folks, everything that comes to you, everything that comes to us has a purpose and a lesson. I do a uh, Friday morning Q&A time uh, with people. And this morning we were talking about uh, what's the greatest lesson that you've learned in life. Because I think without lessons, there is no growth. Lessons are what we use to understand the terrains of life. And the terrain of life is always changing. So as my lessons come, what they do is they help me understand my purpose. And purpose is why do you do what you do the way you do it? Hmm? So if you and I don't see the lessons, and there are lots of lessons right now in this, I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of lessons in what we're going through, and we're learning it. If you want to look at it on a bigger scale, look at everything that we've given away in this country that we used to manufacture, and now we don't do it anymore. You think we're not learning some lessons? Look at how we used to put our business on automatic pilot because things were good. Economy was good. Everything was moving. I could lean back and look at my business and just think, man, this is good. And then all of a sudden, I awoken one, I had to awake one day to realize that what was 
is not what is, and what is is not going to be what will be. And the word that that puts in front of us is the word change. If you don't seek the purpose and lessons, you're trapped in a self-destructive circle of sameness. Let me tell you something. If you stop thinking, you slip into that circle of sameness where you don't challenge things. I actually went out for dinner the other night here in South Florida. It's one of my favorite restaurants, and I was sitting with the two owners. And I asked Paul and Mark, well, how is it? And Mark looked at Paul, and Paul looked at Mark, and Paul looked at me and say, it's not what it was. That's it. It's not what it was. And in order for you to adapt, adjust, and realign, you're going to have to make change apart. So, what's the purpose of change? Everything in life has a purpose. What's the purpose of change? It creates an agenda of improvement. Hmm? You understand that when you fight change, you're fighting improvement? You understand that, right? That when you fight change, you're fighting for sameness. But you have to understand the purpose of change is to create an agenda of improvement where we're better, we're smarter, we're stronger because we're allowing change to be part of who we are. It halts the circles of sameness. It halts that circle of sameness. Has it ever been said to you that you were stubborn? Do you understand what stubbornness is? It's not someone who's set in their ways. Stubbornness is the resistance to change because of fear. When you resist change because of fear, you fight for the routines that you've had, and you're not willing to step outside that circle of sameness. Listen, folks, my philosophy that I've taught for years is going to come true. If it ain't broke, break it. And you're going to have to break some of those routines today. And that's part of the purpose of change. It's to get you out of that way that you've always done it, because that's the way we've always done it. Purpose of change aligns you with today's need. Man, did you pay attention to that list of things that Jennifer put up here that are going to be different? Huh? You think the needs that we're moving toward are not going to be different and there's not going to be the need to adapt and adjust? It's not going to look the same. The terrain is changing and it's constantly changing negates the excuses. <laughs> One of the things that change does is it won't let you make excuses. Hmm? Why? Because change faces the truth. Yeah. Why? Because change challenges routines. Hmm? Change won't let you have a reason to stay the same. But if you find it and you choose to stay the same, bye-bye.
because so many of the businesses on the other side that are not going to make it is because they're not taking the time right now to take a deep breath and start to think about what is this going to do? How are we going to have to adapt? What adjustments are we going to have to make? How are we going to have to realign ourselves? Hmm? Purpose of change? It grants a vision of improvement. Hmm? How important is that? How important is it that as you build your business, the thing that you're thinking about is how can we become better? How can we continue to adapt? What adjustments do we continue need to make? How do we need to realign in order to be prepared for what's in front of us? Do you understand what a crisis is? It's not dealing with things when they're a concern. A crisis is an event that started as a concern that filled itself with all kinds of emotions. And now you cannot respond with creativity because you're reacting because of all the emotions involved. Purpose of change. It energizes with new adventure. Hmm? See, I think this can be some exciting times in front of us. Yeah. Can it be frightening? Absolutely. But the fright only becomes negative when you fight the change. It becomes powerful when you're willing to look and find the adventure that's in front of us. But do you like adventure? Are you a risk taker? Do you fight to keep things the same? Or are you willing to lean back, look at what is, See what you're going to have to do in order to be ready for this newness we're moving toward and make change your friend. Say it to you again. You can fight change all you want. But you know what? It's a battle you're not going to win. Do you know how many things become self-destructive? Because people won't embrace change. I came here uh, to South Florida on the staff of First Baptist Church here and uh, ran the counseling division here for the church for several years. And I did a lot of marriage counseling. And the thing that I saw that destroyed so many relationships is people knew what they needed to do to improve their relationship, but they fought it because they let change become a bigger word than improvement. I've met so many business owners who have lost their business because they've made change the bigger word than the word improvement. So let me give you six steps. These are not magical, but I'm gonna tell you, they're critical. They are what you need to think about. If you're going to walk out of this new abnormal and go into what's in front of us, prepared, ready, energized, controlling the fear that's going to be in front of us. Six steps to embracing change rather than, exist, than resisting change. Step number one, challenge anything you're fearful of facing and improving. 
When you look forward right now, be honest with yourself. When you look forward right now, what's your biggest fear about what's in front of us? Hmm? Is it the unknown? But you've been through shifts in the marketplace before, haven't you? Sure, nothing like this. But how much trust do you have in yourself? How much faith do you have in you? Where's your resilience factor? And last time I was here, I defined resilience as you can knock me down, but you can't kick me down. I will get up stronger. So right now, what you need to do, what are your biggest fears? Think about them. Turn your fear into finding a pathway to improve. Step number two, have a clear picture of what you want the change to improve. Hmm? How do you want to be better on the other side? Okay, what was isn't going to be what is. And there are probably parts of what was that you didn't enjoy anyway. So, what can you do now to create a better picture? What opportunities is this new abnormal providing for you? I mean, you didn't want to deal with it because you didn't want to rock the boat. Hey, folks. The boat is being rocked. And for some people who resist change, there's going to be a hole in the boat that's going to sink it. What's your picture? What do you want change to bring that will allow you to improve? This is the time to think about that. Step number three, adapt and adjust in a timely fashion. You got to. You got to be willing to adapt. And adapt says, what is it that we that we have done that we need to really look at so that we're better prepared? Adjustment says, this is how we're going to do it. You've got time now to do things, and rather than sit around and be fearful. Rather than sit around and complain, rather than sit around and talk about the good old days, hey, go down to Cracker Barrel, sit in their rocking chair and just rock yourself to death looking at yesterday. That's not going to help you now. Where do you need to adapt? Where do you need to adjust? What do we need to do and start preparing ourselves to do it right now? Number four. Never keep people who don't share a common purpose, a common agenda, and a common commitment with you. Those won't want to change. You understand, when I go inside a company and I work with it, and I take on a few companies every year that I go in and work inside of, and I work with them to try to understand where their leadership is weak and where can they improve. I work to try to understand, is it really leadership or just a group of participants in the mess that the lack of leadership has created? 
People in a business do not create a mess. It's the lack of leadership that creates the mess. And then they give people permission to participate in the mess. For any business to grow, there has to be a common purpose. And you're going to have to rethink your purpose right now. What's our purpose in being in business? And how are we going to have to adapt and adjust that purpose? My common agenda is how we're going to do it. And the commitment is we have each other's back. You know, I'm already seeing it. I talked to an owner the other day who told me he's now opened back up, reached out to his employees and told them to come back. And big percentage of them, almost 50% said, no, I'm not coming back. I'm making more money right now than I was when I was working. Listen, something wrong with that picture. Something wrong with that. And I think the more you give people, the less they're willing to step up. We're making some big mistakes right now that are going to cost us. And if someone does not want to share purpose, agenda, and commitment with you, you don't keep them. If you offer someone a job and they don't want to come back because they're making too much, they don't get their job because that the free ride is going to end. And then they're going to want to come back. And by the way, when they do come back because it's been taken away from them, they're going to come back angry. And you're not going to get the best of them. Number five. Gather the mental strength to resist the emotions that don't want you to improve. Why do you fight change? What's the emotion? And normally it comes back to the fear. It comes back to doubt. It comes back to what you're worrying about and how, how uncertain are you? You're going to have to be mentally stronger than you've ever been as we move forward, which means you're going to have to feed your mind. Do you know most people, when things are going good, become mentally lazy? Hmm? Hey, there's no, no need to be a student. No reason to learn. Look, things are good. It's what you do now that prepares you mentally for where you're going to go. Are you feeding your mind? Are you living from your mind down or your emotions up? Hmm? And the only reason we give our emotions control is because we don't stay mentally sharp. You got to feed your mind. Step number six, expect resistance and prepare yourself to face it. Serious question. Are you in any way right now fighting with yourself? Hmm? Are you in the ring shadow boxing with yourself? Because your mind's saying one thing, your emotions are saying the, uh, another. And within yourself, you're setting up your own resistance. Because some of you actually believe that when we come out of this, we're going to pick back up. We're not. Change is real. And we're either going to see change as something that we fight, 
or we're going to see change as improvement. You know, I, I'm just so glad that Jennifer has invited me on, especially to talk about this, because this is the conversation I'm having over and over and over and over and over again today. People want to be ready, but they don't want to face what is because they're looking over their shoulder. They're not looking forward. So could I ask you to mark your calendar if you're interested in a few things we have coming up that we could continue this in a different format? Uh, every Friday, uh, we do a question and answer time, richardflint.com. And it's an open mic where what we do is we ask the question and then we just open the mics and let people share. You need to learn from people who are doing it and not be afraid to be a student and at the same time be a teacher. So the 29th at 10 a.m. next Friday, we're doing this. And then on, January, on Thursday, June the 4th, our next free webinar, get the word free. Don't charge you anything. And we're going to deal with one of the words you're going to have to have in your life if you're to be able to stand strong as we move forward. And that's the word discipline. Discipline is the behavior that holds your feet to the fire when you want to run away. Hmm? Discipline is what keeps your desire, your passion there. It's what feeds your determination. And if you lose your discipline, you lose it all. And then our next personal development retreat, a small group limited to 15 people. And we're dealing with what I think is probably the number one success disease that people deal with, clutter. So October 1 through 4 at the PGA Resort and here in South Florida, we're going to do a small group retreat limited to 15 people on decluttering your clutter. And if you just go to retreat at richardflint.com, all of the information is there. And I'm going to tell you, clutter can kill. It can clear, kill your spirit. It can kill your desire. It can kill your determination. It can put you on a path of self-destruction. When you go to retreats and you look at this, be sure and watch the video that I did. And then Jennifer mentioned my morning minute. It's on the website. Uh, every morning I send you a little 60 second video of one of my philosophies of life. And in one minute, one minute, 60 seconds, I'll give you a mental framing, a mental mindset for your day. Take a look at it. And then if you would like to know more about how you can improve yourself, I'm probably one of the most prolific people you'll ever meet. Jennifer, like Jennifer said, I've written a lot of books. I've written 19 books. I've done well over 100 CDs. And we've now turned the CDs into MP3s. That little thing at the bottom, richandflint.e-junkie.com. I've taken 47 of the things that I've created, the processes that I know are critical for right now, and I've put them there. Go look at them. Go look at them. And then we do a podcast, Let's Talk Human Behavior. Uh, it's on the website. So let me give you this last little thought. A business is a living, breathing entity that must be willing to take an honest look at itself and adapt and adjust through making improvement a part of what it's becoming. Is that true? Now, is that statement true about you right now? 
That requires a leader who is leading by providing leadership. Whoa, what a phenomenal idea. That means one is not fighting what must be, but willing to step up in belief, trust, and faith and making today a preparation room for tomorrow. What is that talking about? It means you've got to be willing to change. And to change, what do you have to do? You've got to embrace it. Jennifer, some food for thought. Let me unmute myself real quick. I wanted to make sure we didn't have any dogs barking or husbands <laughs> or anything. Um, I was I was hoping we would have some questions, and um, I'm inviting anybody who's um, uh, you know attending to go ahead and chat a question into us if they have anything they'd like to ask um, Richard. What do you think is the the best way for someone to start changing their mindset? As far as change, Richard, what do you think? Like, where would I start if I was adamant, all flustered and freaking out right now? What, what would I do? Jennifer, you've got to understand what your number one fear is. The thing that one of the things I've learned in working with human behavior for over 40 years now is that from the day you're born to the day you die, and just like everybody who's paying attention to this, you fight six fears. One of these fears is your biggest fear. The fear of the unknown, which is huge today. The fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. The fear of rejection. The fear of failure. The fear of loss. And the fear of success. Oh, wow. And you had to figure out which one of those six fears is your biggest fear. Because when you figure out your biggest fear, your number one fear, you can control the other five. But if you never figure out your number one fear, why you're fighting change? And it all comes back to one of those six fears. If you can find your number one fear and face it, you can control the others. If you never find your number one fear, they all come together to, to you in a mixing bowl and they'll overwhelm you emotionally. Wow, I never really thought about it like that. That's really interesting. So what if what if you're the kind of person that feels like they change? Maybe uh, the fear of loss right now is bigger than the fear of rejection or something like that. What do you think? Do you think fear like that changes situationally or is there something in, in there? It can, change, it can change from room to room in your house. And for like, I believe you live in... Uh, you, you live in four rooms, business, family, social, and personal. I can have fear in one room and not have that fear in the other. Okay, so the first thing I got to do, uh, because Thomas is asking a good question, what steps do I need to take to find my number one fear? Number one, you got to face the fact that fear exists. I mean, that's the first thing. Most people deny their fear. Number two, what emotions are tied to that fear? Hmm. Because fear never travels by itself. And then I've got to adjust my process. I've got to stop looking at life from my emotions up and start challenging myself mind down. How can I turn that fear into a lesson that will help me improve my life? 
The only reason fear remains strong is that we never find the lesson that takes us out of that fear. It's the lesson that allows us to adapt and adjust and rewrite the story. And then the last thing we got to do to, in that is that we got to refuse to continue to live through doubt, worry, and uncertainty. Those are the three things that feed fear. Fear makes you doubt yourself. You can't doubt yourself without worrying about what you're doubting. You put those two together. Now I'm uncertain. If I'm uncertain, what happens? I'm paralyzed. I don't know what to do. And Thomas, I hope that that gives you an idea uh, of how to take and find your number one fear because it will change in your life, Thomas. And this is why you never just accept fear as fear. You accept it as a part of your life that changes as the terrain of your life changes. And fear is huge right now in most people. Really, really, really big. I think that I've discovered over the past year or so that um, one of the keys to being able to turn life lesson, you know, turn a, um, a bad situation into a life lesson is to be self-compassionate and not to beat ourselves up over when we make a mistake or when something bad happens, we don't, we don't dwell on that bad part of it. Like you said before in the resiliency um, lesson that you taught us a couple weeks ago, you can turn that failure into a launch pad or you can let it bury you. And so a big key, a big mindset thing for me is um, forgiving myself and, and not beating myself up because I'm really hard on myself and that's just my personality and making sure that I can forgive myself and be compassionate because I wouldn't do that to a friend. So I need to treat myself more like a friend. So what do you think about that? Uh, we'll do two things here. Number one, one of the most dangerous things you ever bring into your own DNA is I want to be the best at what I do that will destroy you because once you become the best, then you become a historical reference. I don't want to be the best. I want to be better. So this is why I see change as a way of improvement because in order to be better, I have to be willing to address my life and find the places where I need to improve. And people need to think this way. Every time I improve, I've changed my process, right? And I want to go back because this was something that I gave to the people this morning, and I think it's important here because change really is about lessons. And there's a value to lessons. Lessons allow you to look forward. That's what a lesson is about. It's not about staying where you are. A lesson is about looking forward. Hmm? Lessons enable us to improve. And then the third thing, lessons slow you down. You'll never understand a lesson if you're trying to race through it. Lessons slow you down. And then a part that people can sometimes understand why, it makes, why this is positive, but lessons scare you. <laughs> because lessons make you look at yourself from the inside out. Most people look at themselves from the outside in. I'm more concerned about what you think about me or what you think about what I'm doing than I am about myself. 
it's scary sometimes to look at yourself from the inside out. Lessons open you to a new way of thinking. Right. And then the last thing about lessons, it's newness. It's a new direction for your life. Right. And let me tell you something. When you embrace change, you're looking for the lessons. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So we know we're heading in the right direction when we start that mindset, looking for the lessons and maybe journaling or something like that might help us to reflect on, on those lessons. One of the things when people are going through transition, one of the things I, I encourage people to do at the end of the day, before you go to bed, every evening, just answer one question. What was the best thing about my day? And what you'll find is that the answers to that question all come from improvements that you've made. Mm. What's the best thing that's ha that happened today? Powerful. It is powerful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Richard. I really, really appreciate you being willing to come on um, today and talk with, with us and um, to give us your your uh, wisdom. It's so refreshing to hear that and very helpful, especially in these crazy times that we're dealing with now. And I just wanted to thank you um, very much for that. And, um, and I look forward to maybe we can do something else um, in the future. I'd like that. And let me say thank you to you for the professional that you are and for the help that you are to my company, especially as we're going through this because we've had questions. My world of professional speaking is not going to look the same on the other side. No. So I'm having to adapt, adjust, and align. I'm having to look at change as that which will help me to improve. And boy, I tell you what, that take, that's time consuming. Yeah, it is. It is, for sure. Business and, and, models are going to be changing now because, yeah. because the way we do business is changing, for sure, and people's needs are changing. So, If any of the people who are watching would have any questions they'd like to post to me and they don't want to put them here, um, just send me an email to richard at richardflint.com and I would be happy to privately answer your email. No one reads my emails. Uh, I'm the only one that looks at them. But just to richard at richardflint.com and just know that it might take me a day or so to get back to you because of the volume of emails that I'm dealing with right now. All right. Thank you, Miss Jennifer. Thank you very much. I'm going to go ahead and end the webinar right now and I, I do appreciate everyone coming on today and uh, we appreciate your time, Richard. Thank you so right. much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. -bye.